world. Welcome to Marketing as a Foreign Language, episode 286. On the show today, returning champion sales guru, Sean Channel is going to be joining us, but you have to be patient because we're going to go over the social media news before we get him onto the show. The first thing I want to talk about is uh, if you have YouTube Premium, which I have, and you might want to have, um, every time one of those ads enters your brain, you got to wonder, what is the karmic price I'm paying? You understand? Like, what is the psychological impact of this particular advertisement? I mean, it's obviously annoying. It spikes blood pressure, which isn't good for anybody. And then uh, you're watching this stupid ad. So am I pitching YouTube premium to you right now? Yeah, I kind of am. But anyway, Google was giving out Stadia Premier Edition bundles for free to YouTube premium subscribers. Now it's giving another freebie to premium users to promote its game streaming services yet again. So if you have YouTube Premium, you can get three months free of Stadia Pro. Now, what I'm realizing now that I have kiddos is that I am spending money on games, <laughs> right? I'm spending money on them anyway. So um, if you weren't aware of that, now you are. NBCnews.com Serbian president challenges Twitter, delete my account, he says. The company labeled several media outlets under the country's autocratic leader as state-affiliated, according to NBCnews.com. Serbia's autocratic leader, Alexander Vucic, challenged Twitter on Tuesday to close his account like it did with Trump's after several media outlets under his control were labeled state-affiliated by the social media site. Quote, I can't wait for them, Twitter, to close my account so I become another Trump in the world. So this is relevant, obviously, because the international effect of American companies is proof to me that we're moving into just a new level of globalism, which is to say you have these companies like Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, et cetera, that have global reach and they affect the presidents of places like Serbia. How wild is that? And so American culture and more specifically the leadership culture of the companies that happen to find themselves in the United States and their decisions are having worldwide impacts. I do hope that we can, as one humanity, decide to fight information wars instead of actual wars, which is to say, wouldn't it be nice if we could get into a virtual environment and kill each other's avatars and fight over information and not kill each other in the physical world? Is that possible? Hopefully that is something that we will see in the future because I still think people are going to need to kill each other. I still think that's something that people aren't ready to evolve past, but maybe we can just kill each other virtually. CNN.com, YouTube suspends Rand Paul for seven days. Senator Rand Paul, a Kentucky Republican, has been suspended from YouTube for seven days over a video claiming that masks are ineffective in fighting COVID, according to a YouTube spokesperson. Quote, this resulted in a first strike on the channel, which means it can't upload content for a week per our longstanding three strikes policy. The spokesperson said, we apply our policies consistently across the platform, regardless of speaker or political views. Again, same idea. Um, it doesn't matter if you're the Serbian president. It doesn't matter if you're a congressperson from the United States of America. The companies can take you out. They they are making the decisions. Now, obviously, um, Rand Paul is going to you know have something to say about this quote, left-wing cretins, wow, <laughs> left-wing cretins at YouTube banning me for seven days for a video that quotes two peer-reviewed articles saying cloth masks don't work. He wrote calling the suspension a quote badge of honor exactly. So 
as I've mentioned before there, th this will breed competition. I am all about the competition. Um, but as it stands right now, no one can touch YouTube. And the decisions YouTube uh, makes have widespread political impacts. Final article before we introduce our guest today. Facebook makes some contractors come into offices despite delaying return for U.S. employees. Um, I know Google and LinkedIn are not going to pay their employees as much if they move to states where the cost of living is less. If you're interested about that, why don't you follow me on TikTok? Send it rising is my username. While Facebook has protected its U.S. employees by delaying their return to office, that same consideration has not been extended to Accenture contractors. Well, this just goes to show that there are caste systems everywhere. And in Facebook, uh, there is... Um, the same sort of uh, idea, hierarchies, etc. The situation is the latest example of how tech employees are treated in comparison to contractors who work in the industry. Uh, yeah, there are hierarchies. I get it. Um, is it ethical? I'll leave that up to you to decide. Ladies and gentlemen, last time uh, Sean was on the show is amazing. The time before that, it was amazing. Sales is Kung Fu, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, if you want to learn from the master himself, you're in for a treat, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show, the one, the only, Sean Channel. Thank you for having me, sir. He's back. I'm back. So does your wife get sick of you trying to sell her on things and using sales techniques? Uh, absolutely. I, For the most part, I know better, but she definitely, without hesitation, calls me out the second she thinks I am being uh, salesy. Right. And so is this just her way of making you a better salesperson in the end? Well, she would probably claim that. <laughs> I don't know that that's exactly what uh, happens, but that would probably be her uh, viewpoint on it. It does. Yes, she... I do have to come up with creative ways to try and communicate with her from time to time. Yes. Isn't it funny how, how it goes from sales to communication when it's in a relationship? <laughs> We're communicating. We're not selling each other on these ideas. No, 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 no. This is simply communicating. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to me because in the world of sales, there's always these sort of books and gurus and this and that that are saying, here's this sort of style that you can incorporate in your selling and try out this method and, and all that sort of thing. But it's very clunky. It's like hey, kind of like um, it's not very fluid. And obviously, if you have a master, um, they're not relying on technique. You know what I mean? You know, do you understand what I'm saying? Like a sales technique. Um, so where do you find yourself? Um, because you do sales trainings, don't you? I do. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, you're the guru's guru, right? And so when people come to you and they want to become a better seller. Um, how do you how do you avoid just generalities and how do you teach one-on-one? -on -one? Yeah, well, that's part of, and we talked last time about how long I struggled as a salesperson. That is um, what separates me from a lot of the sales trends out there is I still very much rely on techniques that were developed step by step by step. You know, a lot of these people who are great at this, they're just, they're great. They're, they're natural communicators. They have a, a natural personality. They tend to lean more towards, you know, expressive or extroverts. And so they oftentimes don't, to your point, understand how to do step by step by step. And because I had to learn step by step by step, and it wasn't quite as easy as step by step, right? It was step, step, 
misstep, misstep. Okay, here's the next step. I can walk people through what those steps should look like because I understand from hello, you know, what do I say next? And we literally walk through and build a conversation together. Well, let's let's dive into that. You know, we've we've had you on the show quite a few times. Um, so I would argue that I'm probably the kind of salesperson that you just mentioned, which is, in in a general sense, I know that I should listen more than I speak. Uh, I have a good sense of um, their mood. You know what I mean? Like I can tell when somebody's turned off and they just want me to shut up and go away you know, um, and playing in that space. Um, and I have a bunch of experience selling, you know, and the, I know the importance of authenticity, but as you can see, these are just general sales, you know, um, like the 10 commandments, you know, it's but not yeah. necessarily, it's things to avoid really, um, or certain ways to focus. So, so walk me through it. I, I don't really understand building that conversation. That's confusing to me. Yeah. So I had to, write out questions to ask people so that I could keep that conversation moving forward. Um, so when I'm working with somebody, one of the questions, it's a very natural question, but I had to literally think about it is, you know, how long have you been doing that? And then based off of your answer, I had two different top tracks that I could go down. If it was, I've only been doing this for, you know, say six months. Oh, okay. You know, you so you're new, you know, how are you liking it? Um, you know, what, what brought you into this? If you say, oh, I've been doing this for 10 years, well, I had a whole different question set that I had written out uh, and that I, I coached to and I trained to that says, okay, so I've been doing this for a while. What are some of the lessons you like? So I go down different talk tracks, but I literally had to write those out as a brand new salesperson so that I had those in my arsenal when I was talking with somebody. And Interesting. It's it's probably not a coincidence that I didn't find success until I started doing sales over the phone uh, because in person I had to think on my feet and that's where I lacked the natural sales techniques to do so. So when I got on the phone, I put everything in front of me. I had literally a wall of my cubicle with the conversation, but potential conversation um, commentary that I wanted to bring into that each and every call. And so that allowed me to build that structure really step-by-step. Step. And so, you know, that's a structure that I still follow and use in my sales conversations today. Hence my ability to walk people through, you know, ask this question. If they say this response, you have these options. If they say this response, we have these options. You know, that is so interesting. Um, there are two different kinds of chess well, this is obviously, I'm being um, generalizing again, but let's just take two examples of chess players. There's the intuitive chess player, right? Who like knows some openings and basic, it's called theory. And theory is understanding um, what um, the most advanced artificial intelligence would do. That's theory. So if I make a move on the board and they make this move, what would the computer do? And they'll memorize to like 10 positions, right? For their favorite opening. And then they'll often ask themselves, like, is this theory? Are we out of theory yet? And when they're out of theory, then it becomes, okay, what do I think the best move is um, in this particular position? And listening to you talk about this, I'm reminded of, of chess players, you know, because there are players that are very sort of strategic and and it's they, they know if they make this move, I make this move. If they make this move, I make this move. Um, but those trees can get pretty complicated, 
You know what I mean? So how do you keep it simple? Do you ask yes or no questions so that can only really follow? You know, because if their answer could be a hundred different things, mm -hmm. that's a pretty big tree. Yeah. So to me, it's about, so we end with an end goal, right? So when we build conversations, we start with ultimately, what are we trying to sell? And it's really, it's weird because it's where most salespeople start. Most salespeople start a sales conversation wanting to talk about their product or service. And to me, it's the opposite. I want to understand where you're at today and where you really want to go. And so as long as the that's I know the direction I want the conversation to lead, how we get there doesn't really matter. Um, you know, the goal is just to keep from getting stuck on the bank somewhere and just let the conversation flow. Um, but it's around it's the questions that at some point become less specific in their verbiage and really more of a structure as far as what you're trying to accomplish. Okay? Um, and the nice thing is, is they're repeatable. Okay? There's really three things from a sales perspective that we have to talk about. Where, well, what I have to convince you of or what I have to communicate to you. I have to convince you the value of my product or service. I have to convince you the value of my company. And I have to convince you the value of myself as the individual representing that company. And I have to build trust and relationship and, and value in all three of those aspects. And to understand how to do that, there's a, a five-step process that um, it's actually up. We have a short PDF that we give out for free uh, on our website. And it's really around, you ask a question. So I might say to you, um, you know, what is it you look for in a sales coach? And then you're going to give me some kind of a response. You're going to say, I like this or this or this. And then, so that next step is for me to really listen to you and focus really on what it is that you want from me. The third step is then for me to position how I can attempt to accomplish that. If you want me to, to be available 24 hours a day, and that is within my wheelhouse, and I'll say, awesome, right? All of my customers get access to me with my text message, with WhatsApp, an email, which I have on my phone, which I carry on me, you know, almost 24 hours a day. My response time is usually within 15 minutes. Does that sound like what you're looking for when you say access to me 24 seven, which is the fourth step in which I'm working, making sure that you are in fact sold, right? That we're on the same page as far as that concept goes. And if you say, yes, that's exactly what I'm looking for. I say, well, what else would you want from me? And we repeat this cycle until I've uncovered everything that you would want from me as the individual. When we start talking about product and service, it's a, it's a completely different um, set of conversation. Right? But from a understanding what you want from me as an individual and understanding what you want from just launch as a company, it's really that same five-step process that allows me to kind of carry the conversation towards the fact that we agree that everything that you want and need from myself and my company align and then it's just simply, hey, we, what you looking for is what we do. We should do business together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm reminded of when I talk to clients um, as an internet marketing company, the 99% of the time, potential clients are looking to us to tell them what to do. 
not the other way around. They're like, you're the expert, you tell me. Um, so I've kind of blundered through some of those conversations um, at times in my life where I'm sort of like, well, you know, what? how can we help you? And they're like, I, I don't know. Like, how do you make the phone ring? You tell me, you know? Um, and that's awkward. And so I, I've learned to kind of lean into the, um, the expert role with potential clients, mm-hmm. at least in my industry where we go, okay, well, we took a look at your SEO and here's what's going on. And are you aware of what this means and blah, blah, blah. And just immediately into educator mode. And having a background as a teacher, I think has been really helpful to me because there's a part of my brain that just wants you to walk away understanding something that you didn't understand before. And when I, that's why I think out the gate, I was able to create this company because that was my most recent sort of sales experience. The sale to me was, you know, something that you didn't know before. Mm -hmm. And I went, I went into it with that kind of mentality of like, okay, let me teach you a little bit about SEO and blogging and that sort of thing. And then they're like, the conversation will just end because I'm sitting here all self-satisfied because I taught you something. And then, and then the person will be like, so how do I, like they're now they're the one doing the selling going, well, how do I, how do do, can we work together? Like what, like they're, you know what I mean? Um, and there's just sort of that, that emptiness of like, um, like, of course I want the money. Um, who doesn't, but I get to, I have that other personality in me that it turns out being a teacher is just really good, um, sales, at least for my environment. You know, I don't know if that would work in cars or, or some other environment, um, Maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't, but um, it's been good so far in the internet marketing space. Yeah, well, you know, there's different ways to build value, and there's certainly different ways to build trust with people. And, um, you know, coming across as knowledgeable is certainly a way that helps you establish trust. And one of the ways that you're doing that is through sharing your knowledge with somebody else. So that, you know, brands you as that expert and they're looking for you. And at the end of the day, every salesperson wants to hear, Hey, how do we do business together? So you're obviously doing um, something right, and I don't believe that there's a, you know, the same sales style is obviously not going to work for everybody. Um, you know, really, my focus from a training perspective, it has been for it's mostly small business owners who didn't get into business expecting to have to sell, and so they're now finding themselves in the sales role as the you know founder, CEO, owner of this company. And that's not really where their expertise lies. And so I give them that skills, the strategies, the techniques, so that they can have those conversations that will give them success. Uh, because unfortunately, not everyone has your natural ability to just you know walk into a room and, and present or share information so that people end up saying, hey, I want to do business with you. Yeah, you know, it's, it's um, when I was giving present, I've always been good at giving presentations but they've always scared the daylights out of me, you know, like it, they just, Oh, I mean, they're just, it's kind of like a, it's a rush, you know? And I, um, I, I will take my shoes off and hop on an, on an electric longboard that goes like 25 miles per hour. And I'll like fly around my community and I'll do cold exposure, ice baths. You know what I mean? Like, that's my personality. I'm Mr. Like, ah, like do the crazy thing. Um, and, uh, that, that ain't everybody. I was walking in my computer or in my community and there's this gentleman sitting out and uh, we got to chatting and, and I was telling him like, Oh yeah, 117 degrees, 30 mile per hour winds. I'm running. Yeah. Shirt off. Let's go. Like, heck yeah. I'm running in that. He's like, we're very different. (laughs) 
He's like, I'm way more cautious than you. Um, and so I, I'm sure that I have some massive fault, you know, um, like the flip side of whatever that personality is um, in terms of, of selling and, and whatever. But um, having taught for a couple of years, uh, it was really hard. It was very, very, very difficult. My first couple of years of teaching. And, and uh, for those of you that have never taught like elementary school or high school or adults, it's sales. It, the whole thing is sales. Um, you have to sell them on the fact that they should be paying attention all of the time. Um, sell them on the fact that they should complete their homework and that they should be listening to you, that you're the authority, you're building trust and all that sort of stuff. Um, so with these folks that are kind of, what's the word? Not, they didn't realize that they'd have to be the salesperson. Um, are they just terrified? <laughs> are they super scared? They're like, Oh no, this is bad. You know, like I don't want to do this. I don't enjoy it. You know, like I like my service. I want to do the work, but don't make me sell. Yeah. It, it ranges across the board. I mean, some are, um, you know, they've got enough experience in the belt. They started to get comfortable with it. They may just not be as effective as they want to be. Uh, I've definitely have people who are terrified of the, the ideas. Um, in fact, you know, one of the things that we do with a lot of our companies is we help them build their sales teams. Cause in some cases, the founders, owners, you know, they're just like, I don't, I don't want to do this. This is outside of my skill set. Help me hire and build a sales organization. And then we come in and we help them do that. But, you know, I can relate to those, that fear, um, you know, that fear was a huge part of what held me back as a new salesperson. Um, and, I remember the first time I ever had to get up in front of anybody and give a presentation. It was my junior year in high school and I was running for uh, ASB treasurer. And I had really no desire to for the position. My math teacher had pushed me really hard to do it. And so I signed up like three days before the, the deadline. And I wrote my speech the night before. And it was me and this, this other gal who was a, she was a year younger. So she was a sophomore. I was a junior. And she gets up and she gives her speech. And she had posters all over the school. And she'd been doing all the campaigning. And I'm like, just like, nah, I mean, if I lose, I lose. Right? But I'm sitting in front of the whole school. And I'm, I'm sweaty. I'm shaking. You know, I, I literally wanted to run out of the gymnasium in fear. And I get up there and I'm reading my speech and I'm sure it was awful. Like I'm literally, you know, like, you know, people could told me afterwards they were, they could see me trembling. And I had wrote the speech the night before, practiced it, practiced it, and then didn't like the way it ended. So I changed it. And she had uh, posters all over the school that, you know, vote for Julie. She makes sense with the, you know, little C-E-N-T-S, right? Because ASP treasurer sends, you know, money, et cetera. And so I wrap up the speech and my last line is vote for me because I make dollars, not cents. <laughs> I <the> love that. <laughs> The whole school just erupts, right? Like, they're just like, that's awesome, right? They're all, you know, like, and that was the moment I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. Like, this, I, I could 
do this again like that and that was really a game changer for me because when you have that win you have that success you start to believe that you know oh i can do this and um you know, that's probably still one of the biggest crowds i've ever spoken in front of and to your point i still get nervous but i've had you know i i understand now the audience and how to work with them and, and how to have fun with it and it is such a game changer when you're able to present to groups but that comes with with a lot of practice and again you know i've, I've done well and i've done not so well but uh it doesn't make it less scary you just have to you just have to do it and then shoot for that shot that will make it you know fun for you yeah so wild um I, I speak at Roseman University a lot. They keep inviting me back. And I just spoke there, spoke there because it's on Zoom, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I'm getting to the place where, like, I just don't care. Just don't care as much. And uh, it's so nice. God, such a good feeling to be like, to wake up that day and be like, oh, I'm speaking at Roseman today. Like, I haven't even thought about it, you know? Um, and then uh, and then Dr. Ninmukama, um emails me and he's like, oh, by the way, these aren't pharmacist students, they're orthodontic students. And I'm like, that's braces, right? <laughs> and uh, and so like roll up and I don't know. And oh, the other thing too is I, I used to be so obsessive about like, when does this start? When does it end? Do you need to stop? Exactly. And I don't care anymore. I just don't care. Right. So I, I get there and you know, I'm, I'm doing the whole song and dance and I was like, look, you can be like the $250,000 orthodontist person and not own your own thing and be an employee. And that's fine. Just like that path. You already know that path when you have to talk about that, but let's talk about net worth of a hundred million dollars. Like, how do you do that? How do you open a clinic? What's a W2 employee versus 1099? Let's talk about social media, Google ads, conversions, blah, blah, blah. Just do the whole thing. You know, and it was just fun. And then, you know, there's like six minutes left or something. And I'm like, I'm done, but I'm done. Like I, I did my thing. I'm like, questions, go ahead, whatever. And then I was like, okay, it's over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, because I used to be so like, oh, we got three minutes left and anxious and whatever. I was like, no, it's like, it's come to its natural conclusion. The show's over. Let's move on with our lives. Yeah. Well, and it, it's really, you know, it's a perfect example of pretty much everything else in our lives, right? If we just keep doing it, at some point, it just becomes something that's very second nature to us. And we, and we, we stop being nervous. And sales certainly isn't any different. Uh, you know, we talked last episode about my fear of rejection really dissipated when I did door to door and the rejection was nonstop. So then it just becomes natural. Hey, this person is going to tell me no. Okay. Like, you know, care. there's no longer any fear associated with it. And it's the same with public speaking. Um, and it's the same with, you know, at some point you were probably nervous about doing the show. Some point you were probably nervous about uh, you know putting an ad out there. Is it going to fail? Is it going to succeed? And then at some point you just become like, eh, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, eh, well. Yeah, it is. It is. There is a spiritual component. You can call it psychological if it makes you feel better. Um, to to the the path, you know, whatever your path happens to be, you know, um, and uh, it is wild because those emotions that you have early on. Some people never get over them. They, they they simply do not. And then, you know, they're hiring you. And for like the, um, because they have a vision of owning their own company, you know, they're like, oh, here it is. And this, I've always wanted this to be my own boss. And then the reality of, you know, like I had that moment, my, uh, my former boss and then business partner, um, he and I were in the parking lot outside, you know, this place where we used to work. And 
I was like, ah, we just cannot find a salesperson. I mean, and he just looked at me. He's like, dude, you're the sales guy. Like, I don't know when you're going to wake up to that fact, you know? Uh, and I, I was Mr. Just don't make me do it. You know, cause I had so many hard experiences earlier and I had a lot of mental blocks about it, but Oh Lord, am I glad that I changed my mind on that, you know, because the benefits are substantial. Yeah, very much so. Uh, and I don't know if last time I was here, we'd launched our online course yet or not. Um, but I, well, I, this is a good time to do the whole pitch, you know, let oh, them know where they, where they can reach you, what should, they should buy from you, et cetera. Yeah. Um, well, you know, for just people who want to get to learn some of the communication and the sales techniques, just we launched an online course. They can find it at justlaunchvideos.com, just justlaunchvideos.com. It's an online course where we've taken 20 years of sales strategies and implemented it into a three-hour course designed for use in just daily interactions, right? So if you want to, you know, learn how to pitch yourself to your boss and get a promotion, or you want to learn how to have better relationships with family, friends, or, you know, in your dating life, these are strategies that salespeople use that work and that we've just taken it and put it into a, a course so you can use it in your day-to-day -day interactions. Um, for any of the other stuff, they can come visit us at, you know, just launch.com uh, for the sales coaching, the sales trainings, uh, leadership stuff, all that's available uh, there. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's like sales can be hell. It can be, it just, hell it can be so scary and so um one of the worst parts about sales to me is that you you don't have to right like you can go get a job at subway you can go pretty go get a job behind a desk and those jobs are out there and um selling is uh is something that you can avoid in this life and that makes it even harder to bridge that mental gap um and to change who you are um, intrinsically and get used to rejection and all that, you know, it's like Michael Jordan was given the ball at the end of many, 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 many games to shoot and he missed, mm -hmm. but nobody talks about that. You know what I mean? They're like, give it to Jordan he missed, right? They lost <laughs> next game. He had to live with that, you know, over and over and over again. But then, you know, he became the most likely to win it. Mm -hmm. Right. So this, this is the path. So, Final words of wisdom for our listeners today. Well, you know, you said that you can avoid sales, and I think that you certainly can avoid sales. However, I think that really sales breaks down to communication. And we, we talked about this a little bit earlier before the show, is especially in relationships. It's no longer sales. I don't sell my wife. I communicate with my wife. If you're an effective communicator, you will advance, whether you're working at Subway, whether you're working behind a desk, the better you are at your communication skills, the better you are to express your ideas, your thoughts, your opinions, and your value. And so you can avoid it, but my suggestion would be to not, right? Take, take the time to invest in yourself so that you can advance and you can become stronger in your communication skills. Even if you're never really going to step into that full sales role, get out there and learn how to become better at your communication it will provide value to you that you will, it will impact you in every aspect of your life. Without a doubt. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Sean Channel, episode 286. Thanks for swinging by the show. We'll see y'all next time. Bye-bye.